Indeed. Once again, it is the Lover and the Fighter podcast. I would be the lover in the form of JC, a.k.a. Brother Love. That would be Fighter in the form of UFC MMA pioneer, the UFC's king of all media. I mean, sincerely, who's going to play you in the movie? Do you know yet? Um, I'm thinking I got a couple options. Um, I'm thinking the dude from the dude from Blood Diamond. Oh, uh, Dijon uh, Hemsu? Him Yep. or Boris Kojo? I know Boris Kojo. Do you? Well, he, see, put he, a word in for me. Bro, Boris Kojo does the tennis gala with me in the south of France. Stop. Serena, Mike Tyson, me, Boris Kojo. Yeah, there's one of Patrick's boys. Yeah. Anyways, that's Dean Thomas. You already know. Dana White looking for a fight. Dean's diaries, the pre-shows, the post-shows. He is on the fight commentary for the big pay-per-views. And uh, what am I, am I forgetting? Is that it? You know, a little bit of everything. Well, but my, I feel like I'm forgetting one of your jobs. Uh, serious? Dana White looking for a fight. No, no, with the UFC. Oh, with the UFC. Looking for a fight. Dean's Diaries, pre-show, post-show, and then in-fight analysis. And then uh, weigh-in show. Oh, the weigh-in show. Skateboarding. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah. I was phony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, you were phony <laughs> Hawk. Poor Daniel Cormier. I know, man. Not meant to skateboard. I, but I'm telling you, man, they set us up with those skateboards. I don't care what anybody says. Y'all can laugh all you want. Yeah. But they bought the, the worst skateboards, and yeah. they were slippery on the floor. You said that. Yeah. yeah. I was in the Five Below store the other day, mm-hmm. you know, where everything's $5 or yeah. less. And there was a tiny little skateboard. I took a picture. I forgot to send it to you. Because <laughs> I was like, these are the skateboards they gave you guys. Pretty much. It's like two Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, so that's all it was. And it, it was so thin and flimsy. They want you to break your neck. Yeah, they tried to kill us. All right. Last weekend, we didn't have a fight card. This weekend, we did a UFC fight night from the Apex in Las Vegas. And we will get to that in a second in the particulars of the X's and O's with this card. But uh, Conor McGregor, once again, trending on Twitter as he does almost every single day. This time, he appears to be high as a motherfucker. He's high what on did he, something. What did, he, what did he do this time? Well, he's just giggling and he's incoherent and his eyes are red and he doesn't look healthy. And he's eating a strawberry shortcake ice cream bar shirtless in bed. <laughs> that's it? That's it. That's what he's doing? And that's, that's what, what he's doing. in headlines for? That's what he's trending for? But, bro, when I saw the video, all those fears I had last summer where I'm like, I'm worried about this kid. Yeah. I'm worried about his well-being. They all come back to the surface again. He had the rambling post that didn't make any sense on Instagram where it literally was like he was arguing with himself and there were inside jokes no one understood. Uh, Conor McGregor likes the attention. He likes the trend and whatnot. But not this type. This is everyone pointing, laughing, going, dude, you are not of right sound mind. Well, I think, you know, when he was in when he was in that fight with Dustin Poirier and he was laying on the ground yelling at Dustin Poirier, the whole audience was quiet looking at him, like almost feeling sorry for him. Yeah. And I think that feeling never left. Like everybody just looks at him as just like, man, I kind of feel sorry for this guy now. Really? I know he's super rich and he's got like the life, but... I don't, I don't think anybody really envies him anymore. But you know what? Like I've said before, there are certain people that are so goddamn charismatic that if you say you hate him, if you say, oh, I'm not a fan, he sucks, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's entertainment, politics, sports, doesn't matter. There's a level of fame and celebrity, and some people just have that it factor where they make eye contact with you and smile, and they won you over. Conor McGregor has the ability to look at someone smile or that giggle you know that giggle he's got yeah and then he's going to win you over immediately he's but, that damn charming but i don't know if he has that same effect on the mma community oh no no oh, because no, no and even when conor mcgregor was at his worst you know there was a, a group of young fighters that were all emulating him and wanted to fight like him that has disappeared yeah. Yeah. Like no one is even emulating him no. emulating his style or trying to fight like him anymore no they don't want to fight like him they want to live like him they, they want three yeah. commas, yeah. you know, three. on their bank account. 
and, and they want that level of fame and celebrity because no one moves the needle like Conor McGregor does. No one does. No one draws the attention that he does. There's a reason why the top-selling pay-per-views and most watched UFC events of all time are all his. Of course. Because he's that global and that big of a superstar. But seeing him in bed eating a strawberry shortcake frozen ice cream bar doesn't bother me. His eyes, the, the skin of his eyes, I mean, this is what junkies look like. Yeah. And he's kind of giggling and such, which you think, if he's smoking weed, fine, man, enjoy your life. This doesn't look like weed. And the writings that were on Instagram the other day certainly don't seem like somebody who was just drinking or smoking weed. He's out of his mind. He is. And, you know, I try to ignore him because he's, he's tough to, to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's such a problem for everybody. Yeah. He, obviously, he's a, move, he's a needle mover, but he's a problem, yeah. and I, I can't deal with him no more. I worry, though. You know, I worry about people when you see the signs. We all watched Pamela. Not Pamela. I'm sorry. We all watched, um, what was her name? Uh, the supermodel from Guess. Uh, what was her name? Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. We all watched and we see her, you know, kind of like Connor, bumbling and stumbling and out of her mind and saying crazy things. Watch that reality show, but he left. Then she died of an overdose. Right. At Hard Rock, and you go, oh, this, where were the signs? Well, I don't know. Every episode you guys were watching laughing. Yeah. All the people on the crew, all the producers, all the cameramen, every one of the audience, all the advertisers laughing at, you know, hey, it's just Anna Nicole being there. And then she just died from that overdose. But just Con- like that, for sure. Connor's sim- situation is similar, but different in the fact that, like, we're not fully laughing at him because we're just we're just kind of like disgusted by him. I think I got gotcha. in the MMA community. I can't speak for the civilians out there, the general population. The, the civilians, yeah. All right, let us continue, and we move on from that kind of fighting to pillow fighting. Uh, speaking of Conor McGregor, our boy Marcus Brimage. I saw this. <laughs> who fought Conor McGregor in 2014. Two weeks later, was on a casino cruise with me yeah. for free, no appearance fee. Come hang out with us. And now he's pillow fighting in the uh, <laughs> pillow fighting championship, the PFC. Bro, I mean, I know it's all fun and whatnot, but I mean, come, I mean, come on. I mean, hey, listen. Come on. I don't know. Honestly, I think that's better than bare knuckle. I think it's, it better, it's a better direction than bare knuckle. Wait, 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 wait. So, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not so. mad at him for doing that because it sounds like it's kind of fun. Like, I always wanted to be that guy who walks around the street with two pillows and just toss one to a Smart random people. stranger and yep. just have a, a random pillow fight. I don't know if I would do it professionally like this, but... Have you thought of it? I no, mean, now I, that this exists? I never even thought of it. It's a tournament. Yeah, you, you I see people and, getting whacked you, in you, the face. You win and you continue. So it's a single night tournament. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that, but I think I would watch it and it might be kind of fun. The people behind it said, this is for folks that want to see athletes competing in combat without the violence. They don't like to see people getting hurt. Don't like to see people getting cut and bleed and knocked out. That's what this is for. You can knock somebody off their feet with a pillow. I mean, I saw a girl get staggered. Like, she got hit yeah. and she she wobbled backwards yeah. and tried to come back. Yeah. I was like, man, this, this actually looks kind of fun. I think we should uh, do it and we should put horseshoes in our pillowcase. <laughs> like in the old cartoons. Or or like uh, Sean Penn did in... Uh, oh, in Bad Boy? Yeah, Bad Boy. Not Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boy. Bad Where Boy. Where put soda cans. Was it soda cans? Uh, or was it bars of soda? That was him going to prison as a juvenile. Right. And that movie is very, very disturbing. It is. It's a movie from the early 80s, for people that don't know, called Bad Boy. Sean Penn goes to prison. Isai Morales is his rival. Mm -hmm. Um, The film has very graphic scenes of of sexual assault, of violence. When he's walking into the jail, um, everyone is spitting loogies in his face. And thinking about it now makes me a little nauseous. So I talked to Isai Morales, who you know played big brother of uh, Richie Valens in La Bamba. Yeah. Richie! Richie! <laughs> so Isai Morales comes on the radio show that you and I do before you were on the show. This is back 2002 or three, 
And he said, I said, tell me about that film. Because Sean Penn is pretty intense. He said, let me tell you something about Sean Penn, how intense he is as an actor. When we shot that scene, and he comes walking in holding his supplies, you know, his, his blanket is whatever, his supplies for prison. He said, he told everybody, I want you to spit in my face. I want you to really spit. Jesus. So these dudes are all, he's got, he got phlegm dripping off his nose and off his chin. I mean, you're the, yeah. you look sick right now. I, I mean, it's disgusting thinking about it. You brought it. We're supposed to be talking fights on this. I know, but that's a fight. That's, that's grounds for fighting. That's ground. It is grounds for fighting. Eastside Morales, though, I said, hey, man, can you do it one time? And he goes, what, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you guys promise to watch NYPD Blue Tuesday nights on ABC? <laughs> I said, we promise. When we're on the room, we promise. And he goes, okay, good. Richie! <laughs> he did the famous Richie scream. Yeah. You, you can't let him not do that. We are taping this on Thursday, and here's a little bit of irony. I believe today is the day that crash happened. I no, believe, I believe, for real? I believe it was 65 years ago today. Did Richie, I'm getting goosebumps did, right now. Uh, Richie Valens and Billy Holiday went down? Uh, it wasn't Billy Holiday. It was the big bopper, Richie Valens, and, of course, Buddy Holly. Oh, Buddy Holly. Yeah, not Billy Holiday. Close. Jackass. <laughs> Let's get to the fighting. Let's get to the fighting, because that's what Saturday Night Returns. We, we had an on and off schedule. UFC came back, went away, came back. And now here we go yeah, we to get, I think, like four weeks consecutive or something like that. Um, on this card, there's a couple of fights of interest, and I know one of them is early on in the early prelims, and that is Jason Witt and Phil Rowe. That'll be the second fight of the night. What's your take on this? And that's a very interesting fight with contrasting styles. You got Jason Witt, calls himself the Vanilla Gorilla, super strong, very good on the ground, big heavy hands, fighting uh, a tall, long, slick fighter in Phil Rowe. This could get interesting, especially if it gets late in the fight, because Jason Witt has a tendency to gas out. Strong early, does have knockout power, but he tends to have tends to gas out. So let me ask you this, because you talk about tall. There's a size differential between Jason Witt at 5'10 and Phil Rowe at 6'3. Okay, that's five inches. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about reach in this, Jason Witt has a 70-inch reach. Phil Rowe has an 80.5. Yes. He has it- almost a foot... In reach advantage. And he uses every inch of that. He's very good about using his reach. He boxes well. He moves well. And uh, and as a person, as a character, I think you would love him. There are some there are some fighters in the UFC who have bit his style. He calls himself the Fresh Prince. Uh, of uh, He calls himself the Fresh Prince. Really? Yeah. So uh, there are some fighters in the UFC who have bit his style. All right, let's continue then into the light heavyweight division. Smiling Sam Elvey and Brandon Allen. Uh, these guys both at 6'2", both at 185. Reach advantage almost identical. Difference is Elvey fights Southpaw and Allen is orthodox. Your thoughts on this one? This could get interesting because it's a short notice fight for Brandon Allen. At one time, Brandon Allen was like, yo, I will fight anybody in the division. He lost his last fight. It was a shocker because he should have won that last fight, mm. but he lost. This is his comeback. He's taking this on short notice. Very talented. More talented than Sam Alvey, but Sam Alvey has that ability to just win fights. He's so gritty. He's grimy. He's old school. He has the ability to win fights. So there's a lot on the line on this one for him because if he loses, he may be out. I'm also, though, you know, sometimes you don't forget certain people doing certain things. Like, I'll never forget Kevin Lee pretending he didn't tap when he did. That bothers me a little bit. I remember Sam Alvey pretending he got a nut shot. And then um, he didn't, yeah. and the replay showed it, but then he got his win back, and he won a fight he would have lost. Right. So he took advantage, uh, this, yep. but there's not honor in, in yeah, MMA. There's, there's honor in MMA. There's, that's uncharacteristic of him. I've, I do believe that. I think that was uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. I think if he had an opportunity to think about what he was doing, I think he wouldn't have done that, but I think in the moment he was probably like, I, I can't lose a fight like this. Yeah. And he just and he was like, all right, it was. It was Found it was, a way. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him in the airport once. He wasn't smiling. Really? Yeah. 
He's always smiling. But he but he's an honorable guy, which yes. is why I'm shocked that he went that route of faking a nut shot. Before we get into the X's and O's of the main event, I want you to take a listen to some sound. This is none other than the main event of the evening's own, Sean Strickland. This is him in the midst of a fight. I'm not sure exactly which fight it was, but this was at the apex, and the mics pick up him talking the whole time to his opponent. Take mm-hmm. a listen. Fight you for the center, Jack. Come on, bro. We're both boxers. Oh, yeah, that boy. I knew I'd like you. Bro, you just can't fall. Why would you fall? Ah, after not making a performance, it's you keep not going down. Fall down, Jack. 30 seconds, Jack. Let's go. I'll give you a chance to win. Just go hard. Come on, Jack. Come on, Jack. 10 seconds, Jack. Five seconds, Jack. Jack, why is your head made of steel? The last thing he says, Jack, why is your head made of steel? So that was, he was fighting Jack Marshman, a fighter, Jack from, Marshman, yep. fighter from Wales, yep. who's super tough. So, like, those guys don't go down. They don't go down easily. So, yeah, that makes sense that he said his head's made of steel. Um, He's talking the whole time. Come on, Jack, I'm going to give you a chance to win. Come on, let's fight. Let's do this. I know you can do this. And he's, like, trying to. This isn't trying to get in your head. I think Sean Strickland is a crazy person. Yeah, he's... He's definitely got a, a few loose screws. Like he's so, and I talked about him a little earlier. And I, he's that bad kid in school that you knew was just gonna like didn't end care. up in jail. Didn't care, but he didn't end up in jail. He and he found MMA, and that was his outlet. He absolutely reminds me of the bad kid in school that didn't care. Whatever punishment, didn't care. That's him. I'm telling you, that's anyone him. at any time, including the teachers, yep. didn't care. Never felt remorse. Never cared. Just the bad. We kid. always we knew them all, and that was him. And but you thought that like in every in school they were like, oh, he's not going to make it. But somehow, he's made it. He spent good time this week talking to the media. I think it was yesterday, in fact, about the importance of um, his porn addiction and um, his masturbatory actions. At least once or twice a day, you got to keep. And I'm like, this he doesn't he doesn't no he doesn't have a filter. He just doesn't give an f. No, he period. Doesn't. He doesn't. All right. So so I mean, you've been in the presence of this dude. I don't know if there's anyone in MMA that scares me other than this guy. Yeah, he, he kind of scares me, too. And I talk to his coach all the time, and he's like, he's actually, I mean, he's, he's like that. But, I mean, he, in person, like face-to-face, he's not always that vulgar. So, yeah. you know, there is a, a time where he can actually be semi-normal. But, I mean, he, I don't know, but he's not, but he's, he's never going to filter himself. He's never ashamed of anything that he has to say. He's very vulnerable, very yeah. open and honest. And I respect that. Like I wish I vulnerability, had vulnerability. Sure. I wish I had a little bit more of that because I can respect the fact that he doesn't care. But the thing about him is like you talk about like cancel culture. Who's gonna really cancel him? Who who can you go to you to can't. get him? You can't. He's uncancelable because he doesn't care. Because he doesn't care. Right. Um he, to me, he seems like the kind of guy that if you were on a plane with him and he's like uh, he said to you, like, say I won't pull the emergency exit door right now. And I'm like, bro, we're at thirty five thousand feet. We're going 500 miles an hour. He's like, say I won't pull it. And he would pull the emergency door off, and then he'd get sucked out yeah. of it and not care. He would. He would. That's and the then, type so, person and he is. And then the plane's got emergency land, yeah. and other people getting sucked out the door. And they're like, what happened on the aircraft? There was a disaster. Six people died. The plane had emergency land. They said, well, the kid said, uh, say I won't pull the emergency door off. I didn't think he would do it. And he, could, <laughs> he seems like he'd be the one yeah, that would he, do something he, like that. He would be the one. That would, he would do anything he wants to do. So, That's the type of person he is. UFC MMA's premier scout and analyst, Dean Thomas. It is Jack Hermanson and Sean Strickland. It is scheduled for five in the main event on Saturday night in the middleweight division. How's this one go? This one doesn't look good for Jack Hermanson, who I think is an absolute terror of a fighter he's a great fighter but this doesn't look good for him because he doesn't deal with pressure well if you saw his fight against Tiago Mahetta very similar styles and he just didn't deal with the pressure well and 
Sean Strickland's going to walk forward. He's, vo- he's going to move forward. Yep. He's a volume puncher. He won't stop. He'll be able to eat everything that Jack Hermanson throws at him. But his pressure is going to be too much for Jack Hermanson, and it's not going to look good for him. There is your breakdown on UFC Fight Night, Hermanson versus Strickland. It is this Saturday night on ESPN+. And then we get into uh, next weekend, we get into the big pay-per-view, Whitaker Adesanya. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be out you'll, there. I was gonna I'll say, be on the call. You'll be on the call for that one. Um, we'll get into that next week. Yeah. Sound good? Sound great to me. All right, for Dean Thomas, it's Brother Love saying subscribe, rate, review, and remember, we still don't get paid for this, so we really don't care. (laughs) We appreciate you being there anyway. We'll catch you next time for another episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.